I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, chickens. Welcome to another bonus episode uh, of the Theory Podcast. Today, we are going into the dangerous world of Time Lord Victorious. Uh oh. Chickens, it's the fabulous Adam Richard. Uh, thanks for dropping in to the Theory Podcast. Uh, another bonus episode today. Um, Time Lord Victorious is a new multimedia cross-platform weird bit of business that um, <laughs> is coming out for uh, Doctor Who fans to devour and uh, spend the scant money we have left post-COVID. Uh, <laughs> BBC needs us, apparently. Uh, so the first thing to come out was an escape room, which clearly I can't get to because I'm not in the UK. No one can get to the UK because there's no planes out of Australia. Um, but uh, the next one, of the next cab off the rank in the Time Lord Victorious multimedia arc spanning... But look, it's hard for me to explain. Um, but the first thing is, uh, essentially, that we can have here in Australia is a comic book. Uh, you can get it from your comic book shops. It's published through Titan Comics. It's just called Doctor Who Time Lord Victorious Number One. Uh, just so we don't get confused. Um, and there's a little previously box on the inside flap uh, where we're reminded that it's still the 13th Doctor's comic, even though this one features the 10th Doctor. Uh, um, it is written by Jodie Hauser, uh, who has been writing the 13th Doctor comic since it started. Um, and that's up, like, she's up to her second series. She did like 12, then a Christmas special. And then there was another four, and then there's like been a gap, and now we've got Time Lord Victorious instead. Um, Roberta Ingranada, who has been the artist for most of like the last, like I think has done all of them pretty much since um, 
the the first artist only did like the first four i think issues and uh yeah but hauser and ingranada have been a really good team uh and enrica erin angiolini is uh doing the coloring um but yeah jody hauser i have to say really good writer for the 13th doctor like just gets her voice really spot on and amazingly given that you know comic books only have about 20 pages um all of the backup team seem to get scenes of their own uh you know like the television show not many <laughs> like you know it's a little graham whinging about the weather oh it's cold here um but you know they're they're, they're really true to their on-screen uh counterpart so i was very interested to see how she was going to handle the david tennant doctor although the 13th and 10th Doctor have been working together for the last four issues of the comic, um, which are set... Oh, my God, this is so cute. I don't know if you've been following it, but it's set in the gap uh, when the Doctor and Martha during Series 3 are sucked into the 60s by the Weeping Angels and abandoned without their TARDIS. So... The 13th Doctor, Yaz, Ryan and Graham are teaming up with the Doctor and Martha um, to conquer a double threat uh, in the 60s. It's really cute. Um, and so now we have the 10th Doctor. It's not really clear where he's come from. Uh, the backstory just says uh, the 10th Doctor was pulled into an impossible time vortex. That did not happen in the last issue. Um, so it's not continued from there. Um but this is a uh, quite a substantial piece of work, by the way, for a comic. Normally, a comics about twenty, you know. It, I think it's like they're like thirty-two pages, but you know, some of those are ads and things. So there's, you know, you might be lucky to get twenty or thirty pages. This thing is like forty-five, nearly. I think forty-eight pages, maybe. It is humongous. Um, unfortunately, in all of those pages, not much happens. Uh- <laughs> The artwork is really is is quite gorgeous, but uh, and it starts very very much in uh, the Russell T Davis tenant style with you know what 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 <laughs> just like when the uh, when Donna appeared in the TARDIS and when the uh, <laughs> the Titanic crashed through the wall. Um, so uh, yeah, we've got a bit of uh, console on fire business. Uh, and then there are Daleks waiting at the door. And by the way, they're not Daleks that we recognise. They kind of look like a weird cross between the um, Dalek design that first appeared in that first uh, Christopher Eccleston series. You know, they look a bit more tank-like, a bit more robust and sturdy. These ones that are chasing the Tenth Doctor have some of those touches... But also, they look kind of like a throwback to, like, very old-school Hartnell Troughton um, Daleks, especially in the colouring, which is weird because the Daleks had that colouring back then because the show was in black and white. (laughs) So it was kind of designed so they would be, you know, different shades of grey as opposed to the blue and silver that they... Have, were photographed as later on but uh yeah because when the show went into color they completely painted them in heaps of different colors so look i don't know what the point of this is but uh, that's what they're doing um anyway there's a lot of uh 10th doctor and dalek shenanigans conversations with daleks are always 
disastrous uh, because of their stilted, annoying, screechy voices. But in a comic, you can get away with it. I mean, maybe not when I read the comic because I read them with everyone's voices. Um... (laughs) But, uh, yeah, there's something weird going on with the timeline. Um, And uh, the Doctor discovers that when he has a a chat with the Daleks. Um, Having a chat with the Daleks is... it's just very very strange uh you know the doctor's like you know people to see planets to save very busy schedule and the doctor's like we will exterminate your means of escape your tardis um yeah good luck with that they've tried before it doesn't work uh anyway um there's a lot of back and forth some big dalek spaceships and i don't know if you've seen much of the pre-publicity for the Time Lord Victorious, but there is a new Dalek Emperor uh, who has quite a jazzy design. Looks a little bit like the old uh, Dalek Emperor from the comic books in the 60s, who was then, you know, very considered very non-canonical by, ta- like, you know, Doctor Who TV purists <laughs> until they put one that looked exactly like, well, not exactly, but very similar to that in Remembrance of the Daleks in the Sylvester McCoy one, which... Uh, you know, had someone in there. Um, so, yeah, it's like a big bubble-headed kind of emperor uh, as opposed to that gigantic big emperor that was uh, at the end of the Christopher Eccleston series, the two-parter, which was at the end of his first series. So, yeah, this is more a more mobile one just with a big bobblehead emperor. There's been a few emperors over the years. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, uh, there's a lot of chat. Like, there's just a lot of the Doctor talking to Daleks and setting up that there is some sort of other monster that the Daleks are afraid of more than the Doctor, which he his nose is a bit out of joint over that. Um, so they're setting up this other kind of monster thing. Uh, and then the Doctor meets uh, a particular Dalek who becomes, uh, I guess, his kind of companion for this story. Um, and this is a Dalek called... The Dalek strategist, I think he's called. Uh, he's a bit bashed up. Uh, and he's, you know, quite... He's not doing well. Let's put it that way. <laughs> he's got... Uh, he's also very old looking. Like, he's... Uh, the Dalek strategist, unlike the other Daleks, which look like they're kind of halfway between the two types, the Dalek strategist is ancient uh you know the little tiny lights on the head um and the instead of the whisk like gun it looks more like uh you know like it's got a a few round things in it like it's oh my god i'm getting so into the nitty-gritty of dalek design um anyway he's uh, a bit bashed up and and dirty uh the the issue ends on a cliffhanger so if you're hoping to read the whole you know, Time Lord Victorious thing. Uh, I will warn you, you'll get to the end of this one and be like, what? Now I have to wait how long till the next one? Um, I'm very excited about the whole craziness. I'm going to try and get through all of them and give you, not telling you, you know, what's happening in them, what's going on. But, uh, you know, I may have done a little bit in this one, but I hope they weren't spoilers. Um, But yeah, so not much happens. There's a lot of foreshadowing. And then we get a cliffhanger with uh, a big monster. So, 
Yeah. All right. Next episode, uh, we will be talking about your thoughts, your theories about everything. Uh, if you've got some thoughts and theories about Big Finish stories that I've been talking about, if you have read the Time Lord Victorious comic, I want to hear about it. And definitely, if you have some thoughts and theories, and I already have many of them, which I'm very thankful for, but uh, if you enjoyed Power of the Daleks, I want to know how you felt about it, uh, the first Patrick Troughton story. Uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm available online. Yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.